0: Thank <music> you. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Christine Steimer. Hello! And for all of our friends watching at YouTube.com/slash What's Good Games, you may notice a couple of things about what's happening right now. First. We're wearing very festive onesies.
1: We are so in the holiday
0: spirit. It's ridiculous. I'm excited. We've got hot chocolate. That's maybe spiked. S- yeah, maybe spiked. It's not maybe. It's definitely it's definitely spiked. Maybe. Um, and we are ready to get into a fantastic show, our last show before the holiday break. We've got a special episode next week. But before I tell you about that, you may also be wondering, hmm. I wonder where they are. Why are they at the North Pole? We, are, yeah, we haven't decided, well, haven't decided uh, uh, what the background is going to be. Uh, maybe I'll upload some, some clips of us on a green screen because we are inside the brand new What's Good Game studio, but we're not quite ready to unveil it. We didn't think it would be appropriate to show you guys the studio without our fellow co-host, Brittany Brombacher here, who is somewhere in the Caribbean enjoying a rum beverage. We're also enjoying a
1: rum beverage.
0: It's just warmer. Cheers. It's just not of the tropical variety. Mm
1: -hmm. Her drink is Mm -hmm. cold. Our drink is hot and has cocoa in it. So I think we win.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm down for cocoa. So we are going to be unveiling the brand new What's Good Game Studio because we are finally finished with construction at the end of the month on our Patreon-exclusive streams which you guys can get access to at patreon.com slash what's good games. They are all going down on Sunday of December. I almost said January, <laughs> uh, December oh 29th. Uh, don't pass forward as that far just yet. The times are still TBD, but we will get those locked in very soon. So, of course, make sure you're following us on Twitter at what's good underscore games. And, of course, you get those notifications on Patreon. So if you don't have your Patreon notifications turned on, recommend you do because then we'll let you know when you get exclusive content like vlogs and stuff
1: oh my goodness yeah my vlog this uh week was a doozy Really just me looking like a hot fucking mess in my robe. Um, I would not use those words. You
0: look full no matter what.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. But uh, no. <laughs> You're like,
0: I'm tired, but, uh, yo. Yeah. Like
1: literally the title of the vlog. <laughs> yes. It, yes. Yes. I just I, like I hadn't washed my hair. I was never, like if you want to see the real raw stuff like Patreons, because I don't care. I really don't care there. So
0: it's not. I think about not caring it's about being comfortable with our patrons so that you can l- quite literally let your hair down and say there's not going to be some jerk in the comments being like oh wasn't she wearing any makeup
1: yeah where's why is your lighting suck right exactly because i'm by exists. a window yeah i'm trying my best not really i could have sat in front of my ring light i have one of those i just didn't want to because like, you know what it I was got, like seven o'clock do. in the morning I did not want to sit in front of a fluorescent light.
0: Stimer's favorite time of day to be awake, which I don't understand.
1: Because um, it's quiet and <laughs> nobody else is up and it's my favorite time. That's okay. That's a
0: valid point. It's a valid and fair point And I stand corrected. <laughs> so we're excited to show you the studio, I think is what we're trying to say. Yeah, very not, But not way. right now. As you maybe can tell for our audio listeners, uh, we are still working out some kinks with the insulation in the space and figuring out where exactly our sound dampening goes. So uh, we will be working on the audio quality and get everything dialed in over the next couple of weeks. So that way, when we start recording in here on a regular basis in January, everything is ready to go. But one more time, a huge thank you to everybody who has supported us on Patreon past, present, and future. Because of you guys, we were able to finance this studio and we're so excited to be doing lots more content with a bunch of fun collaborators here in LA. And I've got some interesting folks already lined up for the new year. It's going to be exciting. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. A huge thank you to this month's Patreon producers: Alex Rogopoulos, Ate, Mohammed, Mohammed, Marcus Brown, Chewy's Godson, and welcome Robert Adams. Plus, into our Patreon community, we welcome with open arms for the very first time William, Fred K, Matt Cassar, Simon Blay. Blay? Blee? Blay! Blay! Ethan Lawson, John Knight, and Alex Berry. Thank you so much to everybody who has pledged to us over the last months and years. We love you guys. And... That's... I heard, I heard a noise outside. I think it was. Just I think my it neighbor. was just. Yeah,
1: I think it's just someone going up the driveway. <laughs> I was like, "What was that?" Listen, guys, still getting used to the new sounds. I like how okay? I'm not spooked by it. I'm like, because I know I grew up in a similar driveway situation, so I'm like, "Yes, yeah, fine." I'm um, I'm already starting to
0: sweat in my because yours onesie, is much
1: fleecier than mine. Mine's a MeUndies one. It's very breathable.
0: Yeah. So, um, I was mad jealous when Steimer showed up in this Fair Isle print MeUndies holiday onesie. Because when I tried to buy those, they were sold out. And in fairness, I tried to buy on uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But I got some other prints instead. But I realized all of the MeUndies onesies I have, except maybe the donut one, have some sort of green in them or some sort of blue that's kind of green-ish. Yeah. And I was worried if I wore it on the green screen, yeah. that I would, it would disappear. <laughs> which could be fun, but <laughs> which could be fun. But and so I went with a, a blue, white, gray, and red festive one, but now I'm very sweaty. Um, so I might have to change at the break. <sighs> but I think it's time, without further ado, to get into some news. This week the news is brought to you by Logitech G. So I've got this fancy headset. Headset right here if you wanna help Vanna White I that love for Vanna me. Vanna White. Designed in collaboration with and for Pro Gamers for advanced comms and precision audio, this is the first Logitech G headset to feature the blue voice microphone technology. This gives you a choice of real-time voice filters to reduce noise, add compression and de-essing and ensure that your voice sounds richer, cleaner and more professional. It features soft memory foam ear pads wrapped in premium leatherette or breathable velour to keep you comfortable no matter how long the game goes on. Pro X has some serious next-gen surround sound. Version 2.0 takes the 7.1 channel surround sound further than ever with enhanced bass rendering, audio clarity and proximity cues. And most importantly, a new level of distance awareness differentiates between near-field and far-field audio so you can pinpoint your enemy's location more quickly and accurately than ever before. Pro-X joins a complete setup of Logitech G gear, developed in close collaboration with top esports pros. With Logitech G's most advanced tech and focused design, nothing gets in the way of winning. Except maybe my own skills. All right. You guys want this. I know you do. You've been thinking about it. And maybe if you're like, hey, you know what, Andrea? I'm all set on a headset, but yo, that keyboard you've been talking about, I got my eye on that. Well, Logitech G has What's Good Games listeners covered with 10% off any of their products at logitechg.com. You've got to use that promo code, what's good to get that 10% off today. That's 10% off all Logitech G products if you purchase from logitechg.com with our promo code, what's good. And don't forget, you guys, every time you use one of our promo codes, it helps support everything we do here at What's Good Games. So even if you can't support us on Patreon, but you've been looking to pick up some Logitech G gear, hit that promo code. What's good. All right. Thank you so much, Vanna. It's timer. So we decided to start the news segment this week. We thought we had to recap a little bit of what happened at the Game Awards. Yes. Every year, the Game Awards is on a Thursday. The show publishes on a Friday. Of course, that and means... And we're out partying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even just that we're out
1: partying. The awards don't get That's done until yeah, around we, we would have to record o'clock. at like 1 a.m. And then... And then we're not going to do that. And then have to be to edit, editing and then it. Then, yeah, you wouldn't sleep. It wouldn't be fun.
0: No, exactly. And so we always recap it the next week. Unfortunately, Brittany's not here. But man, oh man, was she excited Last week, you guys obviously talked about RE3 Remake. We thought maybe that was coming to the Game Awards, and then it wasn't coming to the Game Awards, and then it came to State of Play. So, she got her big announcement last week. But yes. what are the other big announcements that happened at the Game
1: Awards 2019? Time well, The take Verge away. has got us covered, because it, it took a while to find one that wasn't just like a bunch of trailers. Um, But thanks, The Verge. So, yes, it's that time of year again. A game? Again. again. <laughs> the Game Awards, gaming's most flashy awards celebration, which also doubles as an E3-style keynote packed with announcements. That doesn't seem like a complete sentence, but there it is. <laughs> 2019 edition was no exception. This year saw a massive... Yeah, someone didn't proofread this. That's okay, though. I still love you. Uh, a massive reveal of the next Xbox, the Xbox Series X, along with the very first PlayStation 5 title. On top of that, we had news and trailers for big games like Final Fantasy VII Remake, Cyberpunk 2077, League of Legends, and more. Uh, technically not League of Legends, but that's fine. Um, Ooh, things-, <laughs> <laughs> things kicked off with a bang. Xbox boss Bill Spencer took the, sh- took the stage early in the show to reveal the next Xbox. Previously known as Project Scarlet, it's called Xbox Series X, and it's launching next holiday season. It has a brand new controller, and yes, you can use it horizontally. Because if you have seen this at all, if you for some reason have been asleep slash not checking the internet, you don't know what it looks like. It basically looks like a PC tower, smaller. Yes, um, it's like a big old shoebox. It's little, yeah. It is. But it's like a square like container store drop shoebox kind of a thing. Yeah, um, it looks like an air purifier. It does, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so it, it's a little odd looking, but apparently you can also use it horizontally because vertically that will never fit in your, like, uh, what are those Your media center, media center. Your
0: console table.
1: Yes. Your entertainment unit.
0: It's funny, a quick aside. I ran into Aaron Greenberg, who is on the marketing team uh, at the Xbox family up there in Redmond. And Aaron and I have known each other a long time, and we're just kind of... Um, shooting the shit at the YouTube gaming after party. And I was like, LOL, you can definitely turn it on its side, right? He's like, of course you can turn it on its side. I can't believe people thought that we wouldn't let you do that. So we had a nice little chuckle about that. I
1: mean, you'd be like, but then man also do a shot of it on its side. Show me what it looks like. Nobody wants to use this vertically. I mean, people that put their only if you put on it on the floor maybe on the floor or if you put it up by the tv if you have mm-hmm. like a really big media center maybe but still or if you're like me and you also, have it
0: standing on your production desk
1: y- sure
0: yeah my gears i see five gears five
1: currently. <laughs> um however Sorry, it would have made it look less like a pc tower is all i'm saying you are it's, correct if they had done it horizontally the promo shots i don't think everyone would have been like well it's just a pc because duh of course, and then I thought I saw a lot of internet things being like, "Oh, they're just computers." I'm like, "Everything is a computer." Like for the mo- like, your phone is technically a tiny computer. Like she's right. This <laughs> everyone relax, mm-hmm. just enjoy things. All right. Uh, in addition to a new console, Microsoft also revealed one of its first first party games for the Xbox Series X. Can we just call it this Xbox? Thanks, bye. Uh <laughs> it's a sequel to the haunting <laughs> Hellblade from Ninja Theory, and the sequel looks just as dark and uncomfortable as the original. I would argue it looks a little more uncomfortable um but that trailer is really cool and very impactful so if you haven't watched it i would highly recommend you go and and find it um on the interwebs it looks
0: amazing it's
1: intense and i i haven't finished that game and i need to just because of of how intense it is and i'm playing with headphones and it's just like maybe that'll be like a thing i do over break (laughs) merry christmas is it on
0: game pass I, I feel like that know. would have been like a slam dunk for them to be like play Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice now available. Oh wait, hold on. Oh That's, that's last year. Last year.
1: December 17th. Oh yeah.
0: Official Xbox Game Pass trailer. So and it was out last year on Game Pass.
1: They Boom. know what they're doing. Boom. Anyways. It looks really cool and it looked beautiful. So um if you haven't played Hellblade, you can. On your current Xbox or your current PlayStation or on your Switch or on your Switch. But I don't I don't if you're going to play it on your Switch, at least dock it. That's what I would say. Um, I also do, even though it is more terrifying, play it with headphones because the surround sound while again, while it makes you very uneasy, is very cool and very helpful in battle. All right. Um, So. Moving right along from Xbox things, one of the best Final Fantasy style RPGs is getting a sequel. Square Enix announced Bravely Default Two, a sequel to the much loved Nintendo 3DS games, which will be coming to the Nintendo, bleh, to the Nintendo Switch next year. Um, not to be confused with another game. There's Bravely Default Second or something. Like there's another one that. All, this is basically, this is the third Bravely Default, is what I'm saying. It was so <laughs> ridiculous watching people, like,
0: run circles around themselves on Twitter when they announced this, of everybody being like, it's not the sequel, it's the third
1: one, why are they calling it two? Because like, they can. I don't know, Japan. Because they can, and you there's really nothing you can do about it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. enjoy. All right. Not to be outdone. The PlayStation 5 was also mentioned at the event, thanks to Godfall. A new game from Gearbox that will be launching on Sony's next console. It is a, quote, third-person fantasy looter shooter. Whoops, I, that was just me <laughs> assuming it was going to be a looter shooter. Looter slasher focused on melee combat set in a brand new fantasy universe. Um, again, there's trailers. Go, go, go take a gander. Do you want to say anything about this Godfall thing? Because I know you were like, oh my god, first PS5 game.
0: Yeah, so that was, the to me, the under-the-radar announcement that happened because we know that PS5 is a thing, but Sony has not officially confirmed any titles for PlayStation 5 before Godfall. This was the first piece of marketing that we've seen that was branded yeah. PS5. And so I thought it was really interesting that this is the game that they decided to go with because it's not a first-party game. It's a third-party game, and it's with a studio... That had a little bit of a rocky history with a multiplayer focused game, a.k.a. Battleborn. And so I think it's important to, re- to remember that it's not just Gearbox working on this. It's also Counterplay Games. And I just looked up their website because I had not really heard much about Counterplay Games before Godfall was announced. And on their website, it says that we're a tight-knit and entrepreneurial team located in California. We take a deep pride in our craft and our personal growth. Gaming is our first love. We're drawn to it like moths to a flame. That, that means, we haven't. I feel like that's not a great analogy. I mean, it's not because obviously, cause, like, if you're building video games, you should like them, hypothetically.
1: Well, I meant more of like, yeah, moths to a flame and then they, they die. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> It's not
0: good. <laughs> um, so it says that it's a brand new IP set in a bright high fantasy universe filled with heroic knights, arcane magic, and forbidden realms. The entire game is playable in solo and in co-op, and it's coming to PlayStation 5 and PC in holiday 2020. So this is technically a console exclusive for PlayStation 5, but it's not a Sony first party studio. Um, just to you know, make sure to clarify that in case anyone's pushing up their glasses about to get into my face um, about it. Actually... Um, and so just some of the history of Godfall, excuse me, not Godfall, but Counterplay Games as a studio, um, so certain things that people on the studio have worked on in the past include the Ratchet and Clank series, God of War, the Destiny ratchet? 2, I said Ratchet. <laughs> it sounded a bit like Ratchet. Which I Ratchet asked. and Clank series. Ratchet. Uh, God of War, Destiny 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Diablo 3, Gears 5, Star Wars Battlefront, Titanfall 2, Left 4 Dead 2, Evolve. Halo 5, Battlefield 3, Bioshock Infinite, Call of Duty, Injustice 2, and Overwatch. Oof! That's a lot. That is quite a resume. This is a 75-person team at Counterplay Games. So, with all of that in mind, those are all wildly different games. <laughs> I'm interested to see what this game is going to be. Obviously, this was all CG. We didn't see any gameplay, and I expect we'll get a big reveal at some point next year. Yes. But we know it exists. Correct. That's all.
1: Continue. Pretty, another thing that we basically just know exists and have no other information on. Prologue, the next release from the team behind PUBG, is a big mystery. We know it exists, and that's about it. Quote, our studio was founded with the goal of exploring, experimenting, and creating new technologies and gameplay experiences, says Brendan, uh, a.k.a. Player Unknown Green, in a press release. With Prologue, we are taking our first steps toward building new technologies and interactions that will help develop my ideas into reality what what you were chuck- you were chuckling
0: I'm chuckling because it was hysterically like a non-reveal oh sure it was yeah. like a single static piece of art and just the word prologue and then it was from you know player, player un- unknown and i was just like wait is this the reveal this is nothing literally nothing and so i think it's important to remember that earlier this summer uh, Glenn Schofield, who used to be one of the co-founders and co-directors of Sledgehammer Games, known for their work on the Call of Duty franchise, among many other projects, left. And he went to go work with PUBG Corp to work on original narrative in the PUBG universe. So it's not confirmed, at least I haven't seen a confirmation, that this is the project that he's working on. But I maybe would connect the dots that he's at least influencing this project if he's not leading it.
1: Oh, yeah, hopefully. Otherwise, or something different. I don't know. Again, we don't know. They told we us nothing. Know, we know it's called Prologue. We know, nothing. but that could also just be a code name. So, or, 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 I don't know. Um, <laughs> something we actually know the names for. Um, Riot. Actually, do you want to read this one? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Riot unveiled the first
0: games to be published under its new Riot Forge label. The goal is to partner with indie studios for new experiences set inside the League of Legends universe. And the first titles are Ruined King and Convergence. So it's exciting that Riot has had like a year on fire. with They've just announced like several titles in a slew of different genres. And I'm glad that they finally are going to move beyond Riot Game, which I've teased them about for quite some time, into Riot Games but we also, again, didn't really see much from this when it comes to what kinds of indie games they're going to be um, kind of focusing on. I guess it's not technically indie games, it's indie experiences. Well, indie studios making experiences inside. Yes. The universe of League.
1: So so the first one, which is um, Ruined King, is being developed by the Darkside, Darksiders Genesis developer, Airship Syndicate. It is a turn-based RPG set after the Burning Tides uh, and you'll play as League of Legends champions in Bilgewater and the Shadow Isles which are two basically regions that exist in Runeterra which is the League of Legends universe
0: interesting so she's reading that from pcgamer.com they have a write up there um perhaps I'll reach out to Riot's PR team I think I know somebody over there and see if we can get an interview and talk about I'm trying what to you guys up, are working on um
1: convergence's thing because that should be echo yeah um so Convergence it stars Echo, who is, again, a League of, League of Legends champion, uh, a character who can undo time. And they say, what kind of game it is, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Double Stallion, uh, Double Stallion Games, a studio based in Montreal, is working with Riot on this particular project. It has made three games, including Speed Brawl, a 2D combat racer for consoles and mobile, and an OK KO mobile game.
0: Shit. Okay. I think that's the
1: only part of this that's not a very helpful article. But yeah,
0: well, I think it's because Riot hasn't exactly put out a lot of information about their new titles yet, which is un- not, you know, unreasonable. They were just announced like a couple months back. So I'm hoping that when it comes to next year, we'll see more. I personally would love to see Riot Games do more development in the console space. Or potentially even in the Google Stadia space. I think it's time for them to leave the confines of the PC walled garden that they've lived in for, for so long. And don't forget that there's hundreds of millions of console players out there. I'm just asking. I just want League for PS4, okay? Just make it happen. Make it happen. Um, All right, continuing on. Upcoming PS4 exclusive, Ghosts of Tsushima got a nice in-depth trailer with four minutes detailing its lush, beautiful Japan-inspired world. Even better, we now have an idea of when it will be available. The game is launching next summer, 2020.
1: Yes, and also, they very much did not say anything about it being cross-gen.
0: No, they did not. I thought that they confirmed last year that Ghost of Tsushima would be a PS4 game. Pretty deconfident mayhaps they absolutely are going to release a like ps5 game of the year edition or whatever at some point why wouldn't they but yeah no, you don't want to leave behind what over 95 million ps4 owners no. yeah um Continuing on, ahead of the game's March launch, Square Enix revealed yet another trailer for the much-anticipated remake of Final Fantasy VII for the PS4. The new clip isn't especially long, but it provides a nice, focused look on surly hero Cloud Strife. That was like a cool, more Final Fantasy. Uh, One of the most anticipated games of 2020, however, is Cyberpunk 2077. At the Game Awards, we learned more about a very important part of the experience, the music. Developer CD Project Red revealed that new artists excuse me, that the artists will be contributing to the soundtrack, and it includes the likes of Grimes and Run the Jewels. Yes. It's been a while. It's been a while. No. We've no. heard about <laughs> Gears Tactics. The strategy spinoff for the Brutal Shooter series. It looked remarkably faithful to the franchise despite the shift in the genre. Gears Tactics will be out on April 28th on PC.
1: The the thing that sort of lost me with the Gears Tactics trailer, was actually the length of the campaign. So they, a part of this trailer, they're like, it's a 40-plus hour campaign! And I was like, no. I don't, I don't want that. Please, for the love of God, no. Edit. Because um, to me, I mean, even game, like, games like XCOM, even friggin' Mario Cross Rapids, which is not quite the same, but similar genre, like, I don't, I don't want to play that game that long. I hear you. That's a long campaign. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like that was was too much. I think 40 hours is... Excessive. (laughs) I was going to say reasonable. (laughs) But you know what? I feel like 40 hours is like, if it's a real
0: RPG, short. You say potato, I say fuck you. (laughs) That was a t-shirt I saw once. Um, It actually was you say tomato, but you know, potato, tomato.
1: Potatoes are... Significantly better than Tomatoes. I'm just Ag- going to say it.
0: Agree. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> After the tragic closure of Telltale Games, the number of titles were indefinitely shelved. But now, that studio is back in a new form and under new management. It looks like some of those canceled projects are being revived. That includes The Wolf Among Us 2, a sequel that explores the fairy tale universe of the Fables comic series. Yeah The Wolf Among Us...
1: Is the best Telltale game? It's a, it. it's a great Telltale game. I, I, I'm just like, <laughs> I feel like this poor game has gone through such a tumultuous ride yeah. from like coming out. I can't remember how I know it critically did very well. I can't remember sales wise how well it did. Um, but well, that's a it's, good question. I don't know if they ever revealed that. I don't know if left. they did either, which maybe means it's, we all loved it, but nobody bought it. which <laughs> is a possibility. Um, and then it was like, well, we're just going to like shelve this for a while and do a bunch of other crap. And then. Uh, when they were like, we're going to bring it back. And I was like, hooray! And then the studio just closed. And then, uh, and now it's back. And I'm just, I think for me at this point, I'm not getting my hopes up. Like, I know that this is probably going to be fine it's going to come out, but I'm just just—I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear this announcement until it's a real game that I can play. Because I've been heartbroken too many times over the yes it will, no it won't. Yeah. Sort of situation.
0: I don't, blame you, but I'm excited. I think it's gonna be great. This is one of those series that I was really hoping somebody would pick up because when the whole fiasco with Telltale went down, I was like, but no, this is the one I was waiting for. Yeah. Um, but I think it was good that they kind of have a fresh start and I am gonna play this once it comes out. And if oh, you've never too. played The Wolf Among Us, get it. It's great. And it's got a really awesome ending. I mean it's kind of a cliffhanger. So that's why good.
1: I think that's why we're all like for the love of God, give us more. What happens? What's going on? Exactly. Tell us. Tell me more.
0: What uh, I don't want to hear more about Steimer, though, uh-oh. is the latest Fast and Furious <laughs> game that isn't a racer? Question mark? Crossroads is more of a team-based action game built around heists, and it brings some of the main cast from the films. It launches on PC, PS4, and Xbox One in May 2020. You know,
1: I could get on board with that if it's more of like like GTA versus Straight Racer, right? That I'm okay with. Because it kind of still fits with the theme of the movies, which is always like, we're doing some weird shit. Uh, come on, guys. But then, I mean, a lot of it is like crazy stunt racing. Yeah, For and me, a lot of it is more of heist focus. I can't. I don't want to drive that. It's stressful. There's yeah. a reason why I'm not a getaway driver in real life. It's because I don't think my little heart could handle it. And maybe because it's <laughs> against the law? I mean, perhaps? that's only a small portion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the real problem here is they're running into this uncanny valley situation that you get whenever you put real celebrity faces in a game. Yeah. And I think back to the reception for Square Enix's of the avengers at e3 and those weren't even real people right those are yeah. created art faces that aren't modeled off of the actual actors and they still got raked over the coals but i think that
1: was more because people thought they were supposed to look like the. I, initially i think everyone was going and expecting to see someone that looks like chris evans someone that looks yeah. like scarlett johansson and then they didn't get that and i think it just threw everyone for a loop and they weren't quite sure what was going on. Yeah. And they were like, I don't like thing. Why do I not like thing? I don't know. I don't like it. Exactly. Um, and That's this
0: is like just the story of life. I don't know why I don't like it.
1: <laughs> so true. I just don't like it. Um. But yeah, this, this trailer for fast and furious, the problem is like, that is uncanny Valley. Cause it's also kind of poorly done versus something like death stranding where it just looks like them, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, the, the art and the tech that they use is really good. And so they use, obviously, Norman Reedus's, like, face. Mad Milkinson. I can't say your name. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> how, how, if you're a very talented man and very talented actor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I could probably learn how to say your name. I just haven't. Uh, and, um, you know, he's in there, too, and he looks really great. Like, everybody looks really good in that game. So, well, not everybody, but most of the main principles look
0: yeah, great. I think what you're trying to say, Steimer, is if you're going to use really recognizable celebrities, put the budget in to get your motion capture and your animations at the level that they need to be. You don't have these weird uncanny valley that things That is happening. what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for translating. And that's not what we have here,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't look terrible, but doesn't look... It looks like a great... Like a Xbox 360 game a lot of people were commenting on that, that it looked last gen. Yeah. And we're at the end of the current
1: gen, which is yeah. not a great look. But I but maybe it. it'll be fun because so. like some games, they don't really need to look good and then they're just like stupid fun. How did you feel
0: about Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez coming on stage at the end of the Game Awards and handing out the award for Game of the Year after they made this announcement?
1: I don't care. I gotta be you honest. You had no feelings. I had zero feelings about this. It actually makes more sense because we left a little bit early. After Green Day, I was like, this we isn't, this we're isn't, like, we're, this isn't we're done. going to get any better. So I'm going to leave. Um, this, it makes more sense to me coming off of this announcement because I missed this announcement. And then we just saw them giving out the award. And I was like, that's weird. It right. feels a little disconnected. And then I read the announcements and was like, oh, there was a game got it. Okay, this makes sense. Sort of similar to how when Green Day was announced, I was like, why the hell? I'm like, look, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, <laughs> but I just don't understand why Green Day is playing here. And then they were like, but it's got Beatsaber. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. Green Day Beatsaber.
0: Um, that awesome. concert Amazing. was awesome. I'm glad that we ran down to the front. We Me made too. our appearance on the stream. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was conflicted because I like that there's a lot of celebrities that are crossing over into video games, but I hate that the headline takeaway from the Game Awards was about Vin Diesel appearing on stage at the Game Awards and it wasn't about an actual game maker. Sure. And that's something that I have to wrestle with because on one hand, the Game Awards is meant to be more like the American Music Awards or the MTV Awards or whatever kind of more entertainment-focused award show is and not the Oscars. Like I saw several articles referencing... The Game Awards as the Oscars of video games. I'm like, that's not true. It's not, it's just categorically false. The DICE Awards are the Oscars of video games because they're voted on by the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, which is made up of members of the game development community. It's peer voted, much like the Academy Awards are peer voted. So there's no way the Game Awards can be the Oscars of video games. But that said, Jeff puts on an amazing, fun, over the top entertainment focused show. I just had hoped that he would at least have brought a celebrity or a star that's in the video games world out to hand out the game of the year category. And I was just a little bit like wah wah. I'm not like mad about it. I didn't like get on a soapbox and like wag my finger. I
1: just was like, that's a bummer. Here's what I'll say though, in their defense. Not only did they have this sorry, three sixty game crossroads to plug, but <laughs> but in addition to that plug, Vin Diesel mega nerd. Loves to play D&D, is very into the video game space, loves games. I'm not mad at him being involved with anything. Go ahead. Come on over. I actually think Michelle Rodriguez also played a lot of... like These are two celebrities I'm not going to get mad at because they have both openly talked about their love for video games before. And by all means, come on over. I think it would have been a little more irritating if there were people who had openly talked negatively about the gaming space and then had come in. That's fair. I don't think Jeff would do that because Jeff is so
0: ingrained in the culture around video games. that I think he would have the wherewithal to go. That's a bad idea. Yeah. And that's a fair point to bring up about both of these celebrities. I don't know why it kind of like stuck in my craw a little bit about it wasn't like a game maker versus a celebrity, like a movie star. Because I think the thing is that most people don't know that Vin Diesel is a big nerd. Most people don't know that about Michelle Rodriguez. And I know that there was a lot of people that were upset that Michelle Rodriguez was on stage. Because she has a history of um, transphobic statements. And I'm she not... Does, girl. Get it together. I'm not going to get into that here because I'm not researched enough on that. Yeah, and not, so I cannot yeah. make a, a comment on that without doing the extensive work of reading several articles and forums about it. But I did see some chatter about people being upset about things that she has said in her past and them being angry that she was up there on stage as somebody who had kind of presented herself as a bigoted person at some point in her life. Sure. So that said, That's, you know, yeah, we do want to give a big thank you to Jeff Keeley for involving what's good games. As a member of the jury in the game awards, we had a great time at the show being in the audience this year was not as awesome as it has been previous years because of the way that they decided to do a lot of the visuals. They were tailored for people watching at home. And clearly it paid off for him in that regard because yep. this next story from IGN says that the Game Awards announced its viewership statistics, revealing that viewership is up 72% from last year. Host Jeff Keeley announced that the Game Awards received over 45 million live streams, almost doubling last year's record, 26.2 million streams. Now, not only did the Game Awards break its own viewership record, but it also came close to receiving more viewers than this year's Oscars. At 29.6 million and the Grammy Awards at 19.9 million combined. Yike. Further, video game analyst Daniel um, Ahmad of Nyko Partners revealed on Twitter that the Game Awards peaked at 7.5 million concurrent viewers and 15.5 million votes from audience members, which is up 50% year over year. So, definite uh, congratulations to Jeff and his entire production team behind the game awards it is an incredible feat and he seems to keep outdoing himself each and every year
1: yes i'm very interested to see what he does next year no pressure 20 no pressure you only more than doubled your viewership he's gonna plateau <laughs> at some point <laughs> yeah i mean statistically you just have to there's only so much growth you can have yeah exactly uh, um but yes all right so next story moving slightly away from game awards but not totally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You. You. I'll wait. Uh, I think. Am I supposed to wait? <laughs> do. Okay. <laughs> do we? Are we fine? Fantastic. Should I just do a, a cleaner? Yeah. Okay. So. Not directly Game Awards related, but this was announced at the Game Awards. However, maybe uh, there's been a little confusion around the exact title of said thing, which I'll get to in a hot second. Um, so the next generation Xbox has a much simpler name than you might think. It's actually just Xbox. What? Uh, so the next generation... I forget where I pulled this from. Oh, Business Insider. Okay. The next generation Xbox got a big reveal last week uh, with the first look at the box itself and a name, Xbox Series X. It is part of the fourth generation of Xbox consoles from Microsoft following the original Xbox, the 360, and the X-Bone, (laughs) sorry, Xbox One Generations. It's quite a list of names, especially compared with the simplicity of Sony's PlayStation line, which starts with one and ends with obviously going to be five in uh, 2020. But was there something particular about the way Microsoft revealed the name of the Series X? Uh, There was something in particular about the way that they revealed the name. That's what I meant to say. Um, Did you see it? The new is tiny, followed by Xbox in huge letters, and then Series X in medium-sized letters below that. So upon closer inspection, it appears that Xbox is the make and Series X is the model, as as if the name going forward for Xbox consoles is simply Xbox. And it turns out there is a good reason for that. Quote, the name we're carrying forward to the next generation is simply Xbox, and a Microsoft representative told Business Insider. And at the Game Awards, you saw that name come to life through the Xbox Series X. Like the first Xbox generation, the next one's simply Xbox. It's a basic rebranding, but a meaningful one that could help simplify the Xbox line for in- interested consumers. It also clarifies Microsoft's intention with its console line. Quote, Similar to what fans have seen with previous generations, the name Xbox Series X allows room for additional consoles in the future. Um, so currently, there are two models of the uh, <laughs> Xbox. The Xbox One X and the Xbox One S both came out after the original Xbox One, which launched in November of 2013. Uh, For several years, Microsoft also offered that the Xbox One, which looked different from both of the consoles seen above. Wait, I misread that, or it sounded weird in my head, I don't know. (laughs) All three of these consoles are part of the Xbox One generation from 2013 to now. They all play the same games, although the Xbox One X is technically more powerful than the other two boxes. Are you confused yet? Yes, that's exactly why Microsoft is simplifying mm-hmm. its naming convention going forward. At the same time, of course, the statement indicates that Microsoft is already working on other versions of the next generation Xbox, something that lines up with rumors of a discless, streaming-focused Xbox. Ooh. Microsoft isn't saying anything just yet, though. Uh, we're excited to offer fans a glimpse at the next generation of gaming with Xbox Series X, the rep said, but beyond that, we have nothing further to share. Uh, one thing is clear, the series X bit is not the most important part. It's just Xbox from now on. So which one do, do you think this is like the more Mac Daddy version, the more powerful version? And they're going to maybe talk about their, their other ones. Or do you think it's the reverse where this is like maybe their lower one? Like what would they give Jeff for their little, <laughs>
0: for their reveal? I, I imagine that they would lead with their strongest skew, which will be their most powerful. Because you don't want to confuse your primary consumer, which would be people watching the Game Awards, right? That's fair. Those are going to be the early adopters, people who are going to spend the most amount of money getting the system at launch, getting the biggest, flashiest system. The Xbox Sad Edition, right? Like that is the one that you wait two to three, four years into the console cycle. You're getting people who are buying like a second or third console or maybe who, people who are getting into the ecosystem the first time. Like, those aren't your primary consumers. Those are, like, the fill, the filling consumers who yes. help keep hardware going long into the life cycle of the generation.
1: I mean, also, I feel like you can't lead with the sex box and then not have it be your biggest, best one. True.
0: I mean, like, I'm down to call it the sex box. I, know I mean,
1: it's Xbox sex.
0: Yeah. There was a bunch of people who, again, <laughs> Get their panties in a bunch on Twitter calling it Sexbox. I'm like, it's
1: not Sexbox. It's Series X. And I was like, just whatever. people, Just like it was X-Bone, now exactly. it's Sexbox. You know, like, I appreciate the naming convention. Thank you very much, Microsoft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good people over there. I just want to play it. I want to see it. I want to see it in action. I don't want to see CG trailers. I want to see, I want to see the goods. But yes. we probably won't get that until before E3. And then hopefully hands-on at E3 would be my
1: guess. Yeah.
0: Um, continuing on, um, Polygon writes that Pokemon Go is revamping the buddy system in one of the most confusing articles we're going to read ever. (laughs) In a new Pokemon Go update, the buddy system is getting improved to have more benefits for both players and their Pokemon. After selecting your buddy Pokemon, you'll be able to level up your friendship by feeding it berries and playing with it. You'll be able to play with its AR plus mode with the Pokemon interacting differently to various actions, like petting its head. Your Pokemon's mood can change depending on how affectionate you are with your Mon. Battling with and petting and feeding your buddy will increase its affections. When it's excited, it'll reduce the distance you have to walk to get buddy candy, and it'll gain bonus affection. As you tear your... Excuse me. As you tear up your buddy, you'll have access to better perks.
1: Like the good buddy, the great buddy, the ultra buddy, the best buddy. I love love this tier system of buddies. We were talking about this earlier. I'm like, this is just so... I laughed out loud while reading this article because I just love the sheer absurdity of it, of just being like, you're a good buddy. No, you're a great buddy. I'm an ultra buddy. No, you're an ultra buddy. And then you're the best buddy. Yeah. And each one does something different. So it's like, okay, you can, uh, it'll help out when you catch Pokemon, it'll bring you items or it gets like a special ribbon. Like So each tier has a different um, boost.
0: Players Pucks. will also be able to take AR photos together with their Pokemon in shared AR experience mode, but that will be released at an undisclosed date. Yes. Cool.
1: This is a very short but sweet little addition I just tossed in here. So, from Polygon, Word. Seth is coming to Street Fighter V in a new female form. Ooh. Street Fighter V Champion Edition's latest add-on to its character roster is Seth, the silvery boss from Street Fighter Four, but in a new form. After being defeated in Street Fighter 4, Seth's intelligent li- intelligence lived, moving on to a new vessel, thus becoming female. Seth will still be a copycat fighter, mimicking the moves of other characters in the game, and they still have their source of power in their belly. Seth's new body resembles a taller version of Juri Han, another character who do- debuted in Street Fighter 4. They both use the power of the Tandon Engine in order to fight, with Seth using it to mimic his opponents. Juri's version of the Tandon Engine is a smaller version called, called the Feng Shui Engine. And is a replacement for her left eye. Seth is the fortieth character on the roster, joining uh, Street Fighter V's Championship Edition when it drops on February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2020 for 99. Street Fighter 5 players who want to upgrade to the Championship Edition can do so for $24.99. It's called the Champion Edition, not Championship, sorry, but that's fine. Close enough. Oh, dear. I know I'm a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> um this other story is something that we missed um and i i don't know if Brittany just like didn't care because it's mlb but i actually think it's pretty interesting um just in terms of what it means for licensing and all that fun jazz yeah um so mlb and sony extend the video game partnership that they have had this was i'm just reading basically the press release off mlb um so, MLB, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment and San Diego Studio jointly announced today that they have entered into a multi-year extensions uh, into, entered into multi-year extensions to continue development and distribution of MLB the Show, the award-winning award-winning, I cannot read today, officially licensed video game. In addition, the historic expansion of the long-standing partnerships will bring MLB the Show for the first time ever to additional console platforms beyond PlayStation platforms as early as 2021. So not this coming year, but next one. Uh, complete details will be announced at a later date so san diego studio has been creating um officially licensed baseball video games enjoyed by millions of fans for more than 20 years so yeah that's kind of why i wanted to like talk about this quickly is like they've been doing mlb the show exclusively for playstation for as long as i can remember
0: yeah i Uh, don't even know when was there a period when it wasn't exclusive
1: i don't know if there was my little brain doesn't recall it but it also doesn't recall a lot of things so it's not particularly unusual i will look it up um but yeah so now if you are you know an xbox owner or you own literally any other console besides playstation you will be good to go as early as 2021 now that doesn't confirm that it's definitely coming out in 2021 i think it's just like they could start it in 2021 if they want to interesting just the way that they've worded
0: it right like and to confirm, Major League Baseball, the video game, is produced by uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment San Diego Studio yes. and be- debuted with that studio on the PlayStation in 1997. So yes, it has been a PlayStation exclusive. it's a
1: first-party studio.
0: Right. Correct. And what's interesting about this is that why it's good to ponder, like, why did this happen? In my mind, I think... Maybe the MLB, the Major League Baseball Association, whatever, went to Sony and said, yo, dog, like there's money. all of these other places where we could be selling this license. We're going to increase the cost of it. And Sony said, this is too much money for us to shoulder on our own. We need to bring in more you know, support from a sales perspective to help offset the cost of the license. But who knows if that's the reason or not?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's either a license or just MLB kind of strong arming them to be like, look, we want this to be available more widely because we're just look at the numbers like obviously playstation was still very much winning quote-unquote this generation right but that doesn't mean that there aren't people who only have an xbox or only have a switch um and oh. so i mean it's never bad for something like mlb you would probably want to be everywhere like make make all of the money there's baseball fans everywhere yeah you're right I'm not one of them, but, you know, things, they exist. <laughs> don't
0: ever talk to Steimer about baseball. Oh, my what God. She I went to a doubleheader
1: once. I didn't quite fully understand what I was getting myself oh, into. No. It was a <laughs> miserable experience. And I left halfway through and I braved the public transportation system to get back because back in that day, there was no Uber. Um, that is like a full day thing, a doubleheader. Yeah, I was like, OK, great. That one's done. Let's go. And they were like, no, head." Doublehead- no, they're playing a- <laughs> another one. And I was like, yep, but no. what? No. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't deal. I'm sorry. I need to leave. Hilarious. Well, speaking
0: of needing to leave, just kidding. We're not leaving. We're just taking a short break because it's now the end of the news section. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Stick with us, everybody. We'll see you in a minute. everybody welcome back it's the second segment of the what's good games podcast Steimer and I are in our holiday one these one onesies holding it down on the green screen and I thought on the break timer wouldn't it be fun if we just like do like a funny face and then like let people fill it in with Photoshop it sounds dangerous is what it sounds like. I think it sounds great. I think we should do it. <laughs> I, I, how just... about, okay, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because I usually am the one that calls all the faces in the photo booth. I'm like, here's how we're going to act. Uh-huh. Direct. So, okay, here's going to be the first face. Okay. We're going to act very scared. No, it's... see, h- here's the problem. Here's the problem with this whole okay. thing. Okay, People are going to Photoshop bad things. No, they're not. It's going to be funny. It's going to be funny things. Your definition of funny and the internet's definition of funny might be two different things. If you're listening to this, don't do something bad. Do something funny or cute. Like, put giant kittens in set with us. Don't do something weird. Don't be weird. Don't be that person. I'm just saying, if you release it to the internet, the internet will be the internet. I'm definitely releasing this to the internet. (laughs) Jesus. It's gonna happen. Sweet baby Jesus. Should we do some kind of motion so somebody could, like, make a gif? Like, a green screen gif? (laughs) Sure. Should we, like turn around and, like, look behind oh, no. us? no, that's yeah, too much. No, okay. no, let's
1: yeah. just, let's just uh, keep it simple.
0: Okay, we're going to turn around and look behind no. us. What what? You're going to look over your right shoulder. I'm going to look over my left shoulder on the count of three. Okay, ready? Okay. One, two, three. It's going to make a great gift, you guys. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. Okay, listen. I'm decidedly not as excited. I'm, okay, I'm done messing around. Here's the thing. We're about to talk about what we've been playing And I'm excited because I want to hear about the game that you've been playing about. And I've been playing some more on Stadia. But before we get to that, I want to tell you guys that it's brought to you by GameStop. So we've been talking about all of the awesome holiday sales that GameStop has been running since Black Friday. And now is the time. If you've been putting off your last minute holiday shopping and you've still got some gifts for the people on your list, GameStop has a ton of deals. Because it's the most wonderful time of the year. We even have our little holiday headbands on because Be we're Santa. so excited. Um, and GameStop, of course, is passing on the incredible savings to shoppers during this annual Game Days holiday sale beginning now through December 25th. That's right. All the way up to Christmas Day. You've got a chance to get those gifts. So for the next few days, you guys, customers are going to be able to take advantage of deep discounts on their favorite video games and collectibles. You can find last-minute gifts and, of course, perfect stocking stuffers from popular franchises like Star Wars, Pokemon, Fortnite, and many more. And if you can't make it into the store or if there's not one near you, don't worry. GameStop invites customers to visit its digital front door at GameStop.com, where you can easily find your favorite holiday gift with a fast and seamless checkout experience. Plus, All online orders over $35 will receive free shipping. Plus, customers who shop online and reserve items with buy online and pick up at store can do it at no extra charge. So, let's say you really waited until the last minute. You search all the stores near you, you find the perfect thing, you can reserve it, and boom, pop on down, pick it up, wrap it, sneak it under the tree. You're golden. So, I have a couple samples of things that are in stores that I wanted to show you guys because they have a ton of awesome deals on hardware on video games and of course toys and collectibles so let me show you these two funko pops that i have oh boy that are adorable they're so cute so i've got mickey mouse and frozen 2's olaf which are part of the disney funko pop selection Um, i love how diverse the funko pops are these days and we have one on our new set that i can't show you because it's behind the green screen but once we unveil it you'll see which one it is um, but we love these little guys, and they're super festive.
1: Have you seen Frozen 2 yet? No, I have not. So good. I'm sure it is. I really liked the original Frozen.
0: Then there's this guy. When I saw him, I was what like, what the heck? It's called the Fuggler. It's a funny, ugly monster. And He's got like real this teeth. looks like a messed up um, gizmo. I, yeah, I feel like it's a game, or excuse me, I feel like it's a toy that you give to someone as like a gag gift because it's so ugly.
1: Those teeth are what is disturbing
0: me the right, most. Right, they look
1: like human
0: teeth, you guys. It's weird. But
1: spaced out in a strange way. But the, the coolest thing that
0: they kind of sent us in this little box of a sample is this. Done,
1: done, done. Brittany's going to be so jealous. It is jealous. a Pokeball popcorn popper. And it is really cute and... The top half of the red part of the, the Pokeball will be the, the container also that you can hold your popcorn in. It's pretty dope.
0: Yeah, it's so awesome. I can't wait to test it out. Um, it's an air popper. And what I love about air popping popcorn is that you get to kind of customize. You can make sweet popcorn or salty or spicy and you're not kind of beholden to what the flavor in the microwave bag and it's healthier for you. And it's really cute. Cool. Um, So those are just a couple samples. By the way, that Pokeball Popcorn Popper is exclusive to GameStop, and it's just $29.99. That's a $20 savings. Um, You guys, these are just like, I told you, like a sliver of some of the stuff that you can get. Uh, Some of the other deals that they're running right now in their game day sales include uh, Nintendo Switch. You guys can receive a free $30 GameStop gift card December 15th through the 21st only, so you really got to um, get moving on that once you guys hear this ad, if that's something you're interested in. Plus, they've got a Sony PS4 one terabyte bundle with God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, and The Last of Us for $249.99, which is huge. They've got Xbox One X limited edition one terabyte bundle with NBA 2K20 only at GameStop. This is an exclusive bundle that they have for $349.99 which is $150 savings, by the way. And, of course, if you receive, uh, you'll receive, you receive $50 extra when trading any PlayStation 4, Xbox One, or Nintendo Switch through Christmas Eve. And some software games, right? We all love to play games. Uh, they've got Madden NFL 20 and FIFA 20, a two-pack for $39.99, which is a 60% savings. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, one of our favorite games of the year, is $44.99. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is $49.99. Need for Speed Heat, $39.99. Ghost Recon Breakpoint is $19.99. Plus, you can get 50%, excuse me, up to 50% off Nintendo Switch video games. And pre owned games are four for 10 bucks or four for $20, which is awesome if you're looking to expand your own personal collection. Maybe you're just going to get a gift for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And of course, they've got a ton of offers on hardware, those Funko Pops, and so much more. I know Brittany's worn a couple of the t shirts that are part of the GameStop promotion as well. But you might be wondering, when can I get in and get these deals? GameStop is going to be open um, now through December 24th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Of course, they are closed on Christmas Day, but customers can still take advantage of GameDay's online deals on Christmas Day by visiting GameStop.com. So maybe someone gifts you a GameStop gift card and you're like, yo, I want to go get these deals before they end. You've got through the 25th. So uh, thank you to GameStop for sending these cool toys along. If you guys want to get these deals for yourself, you know where to go. GameStop.com slash gamedays. If you want to see their full ad with all of the deals that are happening. And you can also just pop on down to your local GameStop store. All right. Let's talk about Pokemon, shall we? Or would you prefer to start with After Party?
1: No, we can talk about Pokemon. I mean, because I don't have a ton... To update, I finally got my first badge. I stopped Aww, level grinding in nice. the wild area and was like, all right, I need to actually like play this game. Something uh, yeah. get it together. I need to yeah, I was I and then a friend told me they were like, yeah, I'm like I have like five, six badges and I was like, oh my god, I'm so behind cuz they started after me. Um so I was like, oops, okay, I guess <laughs> I better get off my butt and start working towards the goal of being the very best. Um and so easily got Uh, the first badge now i'm on what will probably be one of the harder gyms for me only because it's water and i picked score bunny who is the fire starter um and you know water douses fire so it's not good but so i can't use him throughout this whole rigmarole um getting through to the the gym master so i but i do have like some of the other types that are stronger against water i just need to like be comfortable leveling them up a little bit more. I think I only need like two or three more levels on them and then I'll just go through the gym and then I'll have a second. Ooh. And then I'll be, and then I have to go get my third and fourth, fifth, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and so on and so forth. Um, I'm still enjoying it, but I do think I'm questioning whether or not I will get all of the badges at this point, just because I do find myself getting sucked into level grindy delirium where i'm just like and i just oh that guy's new i haven't seen that guy before and i'll just like go catch pokemon and not pay attention to the gym badges uh, but you need the gym badges in order to catch higher levels so like now that i have my first badge i can catch up to level 25 before that i couldn't um like i think i don't actually know what the what it would have done um it was basically like whatever my starter pokemon was that's what i could get but um and then you know and so on and so forth so Second badge. I don't remember what will bump me to, but you just got to get those badges because then apparently, like, the wild Pokemon respect you, which makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) They respect you. What does that mean? Like, they respect you. It just means that, like, if I didn't have the first badge and I went to try and catch a level 26 Pokemon, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it. It would continually break out of the Pokeball. You'd be throwing your. I would just be wasting a bunch of Pokeballs because there's just no way I would be able to catch them. I can don't have the respect of the wild Pokemon. But I'm also like, like, do they just see it? Like, do they, is it some sort of a weird telepathy thing where the vibes are coming out? I actually don't know the the science behind why you need a badge in order to catch these higher level Pokemon out in the wild. Hmm. Um, there's also a thing where like, I actually don't know if it would do it in this game. Cause I don't know if they kept it, but in the, in the older Pokemon titles, even if you level ground your, your, uh, pokemon up too high so even if you're starter or like whatever if you did it past what you could control with your badge badge levels it like would stop listening to you in battle and it would just be like charizard's doing whatever he feels like and you're like but no no use the right. and he's like no i his whatever um so again i don't know if that would happen here because i haven't paid that much attention to how many of the old systems this game has retained but Um, it's still very pretty. It's fun to run around. I keep looking for the clothing stores because I got to make your trainer look cute. She's very cute right now, but I always could be cuter. I mean, yeah, kind of (laughs) got to be on the lookout for the new cuteness. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I want the best outfit and, uh, yeah, that's it pretty much. I got my bike now though, which is fun. You can ride my bike around. So is this going to be your
0: holiday chill game or do you think you're going to be playing something else?
1: I'll be playing probably other things. It's it's basic. It is a chill game, so like it's fun to do in the morning or like right before bed to kind of unwind. Um, and that's what I've done with it so far. Uh, Did you like
0: leave your switch on like your nightstand? Is that how that works? Yeah, I leave it plugged in by my bed. Okay. So do you have a separate dock, or is it like a different USB C cable?
1: Literally just the power cable plugged into. Okay. Thing on the. Floor. I'm just trying it's to like, like
0: visualize because I, I have been thinking about you know playing more of my switch but i try not to play any games in bed i don't play any games on my mobile device and the only thing i do before bed is read so when i okay this is because it's winter i get into bed at like 7 p.m
1: i am not surprised (laughs) one bit so i'll play pokemon (laughs) for a bit in bed when it's like way too early to be thinking about going to sleep the minute it hits like nine is when i'll stop playing anything and then i will put the the console away and i break out the book and that's when i start to read before i go to bed but that's again this is really mostly a winter i don't think i'm gonna do this in summer sure um but Mm -hmm. in winter all i want to do is be in my bed because it's freaking cold (laughs) (laughs) i just want to be snuggled up It getting dark at like 5 p.m also has something to do with it for sure so tired you're like why am i even awake Why don't we hibernate like bears? I don't understand it. I think that we should. I think we should look at nature. It's telling us to sleep right now. And we're all just telling it to go fuck itself. And I think we shouldn't. I think we should embrace it. I
0: am with you about more sleep because I want more sleep. But I just can't sleep more. That's my problem. So maybe if I play more games and then do what you do is like take a break and then read. That could be a thing, but I try not to get into bed until I'm ready to actually
1: go to sleep. I mean, that's smart. I'm trying to like it's, set up a good sleep it's, habit. It's good, good sleep <laughs> hygiene, as someone once <laughs> said to me, uh, and I was like, "That's a gross word. Don't use that word." <laughs> 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 this sounds kind of but weird. It sounds weird. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, that's what I back in, at this point. I've my life is in shambles. It's not really like for me. It's in shambles, but that's really. Like for most people, I think they're normal level as um, yes, you do because I'm like, I used to wake up. and like make my bed every morning. And like now I do not. I just roll. I'm just like, can I get out of bed? Uh. <laughs> I used to do the same thing you do, which was I'm like, there's no no screens in here or whatever. And like I'll turn my phone on airplane mode and go to bed. And all of those things have gone out the window. It's hardcore. I'm just airplane like, mode. yeah, it feels really good. But what if there's like an emergency in the middle of the night? No one I know has emergencies. (laughs) They're all fine. Okay, okay, fair. fair. Also, what am I going to do about it in the middle of the night? Also fair.
0: (laughs) What if I have an emergency where I need to call you and say, listen, I have this Pokemon badge and I don't know what to do with it. These Pokemon ain't respecting me. I need you to give me advice. It's midnight. Wake up. Uh, I would be really
1: mad at you. (laughs) You wouldn't answer. I would not. Honest. I would not. I would not answer you you'd at all. You'd it means you'd be
0: like, mm, that itch. No, I would answer <laughs> you because
1: I'd be like, what's wrong? And then you'd start talking and then I'd be like, I'm going back to bed. And then I would hang up. That's fair. Um, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So that's, you know, eventually I'll probably get back to what you're doing. But for Right now I play my switch and then I switch to reading and then I go to bed. Once we get back to
0: normal sunrise and sunset hours that aren't egregious. I hear you. I hear you there. Um, okay. The other game that you're playing mm-hmm. is more of a nighttime game. I
1: played Something this Something you kind of want to play after dark, but <laughs> you played in the morning. I mean, I played it last night and this morning. Okay. So I have played it in the dark because, again, it gets dark at like five. Um, yeah. So After Party is a game I have cracked into and I've been meaning to for a bit and I just honestly forgot. Uh, and then I was like, wait a minute. I have this. I should play it Uh, and I have and here's the thing I'm very torn about it because I love a lot of things that it's doing so if you don't know what after party is also um by the same developers that made Oxenfree Night School and it's sort of a similar play style as Oxenfree it's kind of a I don't want to call it a walking sim because there are things that you do but it's a lot of it's a loose light adventury style Kind of a game. Um, so, like, you'll select dialogue choices. Uh, the big mechanic of after party is drinking, which I think we here at What's Good Games can all appreci- relate, to. appreciate, and relate to. Yes, yes. Here's a little cheers. Cheers. Um, and then there's like, uh, so <laughs> the drinking games that I never played in college because I was a loser. You and- were
0: not a loser. You just hadn't met me yet.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's not your fault. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so like you do play beer pong on occasion. There was some other game I'd never heard of that I lost because I was too busy trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Was it called Presidents and Assholes? No, it was like, you're just supposed to stack the shot glasses. But I didn't. I was like, what? And then by the time I figured out what I was doing, uh, hmm. I was losing. But Stack the shot glasses. So After Party, <laughs> rewinding, um, is a game about two college friends that have died. And they wind up in hell. And when they get there, they have been told that the only way to leave hell if they want to get out of here is to outdrink the devil. So it's basically about their quest to figure out how to even get that. Because, like, obviously, you do actually get to, to Lucifer, who's voiced by Dave Fenoy, and it's amazing, um, fairly early on. And he's like, no, no, you got to, like, do other shit before I will even think about it battling you which makes sense you can't right. just like walk up and challenge the devil he's a very busy man <laughs> but i like i like doing the way, what i want to know i right? know drinking partying that basically okay fair fair you got me there what i appreciate about their interpretation of hell is that it's very i mean it's very like party central it's like what you would think of like a berlin nightclub it's just like everyone's partying But only so between the hours of nine to five, the demons are torturing the humans. But at five o'clock, they clock out. They are no longer torturing you. And you can party and they can party and you can party together. (laughs) It's just like it's an interesting concept to be like, oh, no, these people are just doing jobs. Like this is just what the you know, what the demons have been told to do, not even by Lucifer, by by technically God. So that's why they're all here doing this, th- this stuff. Um, so I've really enjoyed a lot of the concepts behind the game. I've enjoyed the humor is fantastic. I love that each drink will give you different. Di- well, not each, but a lot of the drinks have different um, dialogue options. Yeah. So if you have a specific drink, it will tell you to it'll be like, this will give you liquid courage or this will make you flirtier or this will make you a pirate. Like they have funny, really funny ones. Um, so it's been fun to kind of mix and match and be like, I know this probably isn't applicable in this situation, but I just want to be goofy and I just want to pick this drink. Yeah. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with it. However, this game runs like a telltale game and it oh, no. drives me insane. You, do you walk all like, yeah, there are definitely like, times where it lags super hard like that and you, the animation gets messed up because of it. There are these... The screens that are always the worst are the transition screens. So, hell, the part of hell you're in is a series of islands. And uh, one of the characters, Sam, who is voiced by Ashley Birch... Also, the entire voice cast of this game is awesome. Everybody's, everyone has done a fantastic job. There's a screen where she'll be taking you in her cab from screen to screen. And that screen legitimately always is chugging. It is like so... Like the frame rate just drops... So bad, and I'm like, I'm playing on an Xbox One X. Like I'm playing on that. I'm playing on the Gears edition. And I'm just in my mind, I can't I don't understand it. I don't understand hmm. why the game is running this poorly. It's right. it's exactly how I felt about Telltale games, where I'm like, you aren't that graphically intensive. There's clearly something else going on here that's not optimized. I don't know what it is, because I'm not an engineer, but for the love of God, can you please fix it? Because right. to me, this game is so good, but the technical aspect of it is just kind of killing it for me. Hmm. Interesting. That's a bummer because you would
0: hope that a console exclusive launch like that would be better.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if this just needs a patch, what it needs. It's been out for a little, like a few weeks at least. So they could have done it. I don't know. Also, it's a small team though, so maybe not. Um, but I just I need them to fix that. Cause I was Going into it, this is definitely one of those games similar to Oxenfree where you it is designed to be replayed. So the way you go about doing things, you'll make decisions and that kind of closes off other closes off other paths. So if you went back through and replayed it, you'd Oxenfree had the whole thing where like you I think in order to get the quote unquote true <laughs> ending or something, you did have to play it multiple times. Uh, unless you're really good, I think. But mm-hmm. so I, I imagine Our after party is somewhat similar in that it is, you're supposed to play it through a few times, kind of get the whole picture. uh, But I just don't know that I can. I'm going to obviously finish this because these games are never really that long to begin with. And then also I'm having a good time with it. But if it ran smoothly, I would be like, yeah, of course I'll play through that again. But it's not, it's chugging.
0: Well, maybe when it eventually comes to Switch, because I feel like this game would be great for Switch, they will have optimized whatever bugs were happening when they launched the game through these couple of weeks, um, and they will have a better build next year. I can only hope. Yes. But it's not game-breaking.
1: It's not game-breaking. It's just like, like like, oh, man. It's just so slow sometimes. And sometimes it's totally fine. And then those times I'm like, oh. It's fixed itself. And I'm like, and then it'll chug again. I'm like, shit, that's not how that works at all. But it's something that you can trick yourself into thinking is true. Tricks. Yes. Tricks. Tricks are us.
0: Um, well, I'm glad that you've been playing. It's also one of those games that I haven't spent enough time with because it came out in this like whirlwind of other game launches and I was working on the studio, and a bunch of other stuff was happening, and I also want to play the game and finish it, which I haven't done yet. So thanks. Thanks for the update. Yeah. So a game that I was incredibly excited to play after I first played it back at Judges Week before E3 is from THQ and Airship Studios and is called Darksiders Genesis. I really enjoy the Darksiders franchise. Darksiders 2 in particular was one of my favorites. Really loved that game. Kind of loved the whole idea of the four horsemen and how they each have their own personalities and abilities. And so in this game, is a little bit different than what we've seen in the Darksiders franchise so far. It's top-down, first and foremost, where the other ones have been third-person and while those have been action RPG, this is Still action, but the RPG aspect really isn't there as much because it's focusing more on on combat. So according to the DarkSiders.com story section, it's an action adventure that tears its way through hordes of demons, angels, and everything between on its way to hell and back with guns blazing and swords. Swords? Swords? Swords. Swords? Swords. swords. Singing. (laughs) Swinging. Oh my gosh. Wow. Genesis gives (laughs) players their first look. I'm probably going to cut that. Of the world, <laughs> Genesis gives players their first look at the world of Darksiders before the events of the original game, as well as introducing the Horseman Strife. So
1: it is goes Diablo ish. Or is it just the top down?
0: The, uh, yes. Yes, it is. Because you smash crates and you collect orbs that come up from the crates, there's chests. It has a little bit of verticality though, which Diablo doesn't really have. Like you can jump between vertical levels in the top down, which you can't really do in Diablo, which I really like. And there's a lot more traversal mechanics that are instilled in this game that you would get in a Diablo. So there's like a hook mechanic where you can jump and then you send out like a grappling like hook, like and Batman you can swing. Yeah, exactly. But not quite that sophisticated. <laughs> But what I love about what my time playing the game is that it kind of embodies that spirit and energy of the Darksiders franchise while I think being a little bit more approachable. And on top of that, it's co-op. So it features both Strife, this new horseman, and War, who we've seen before, who has got the giant sword. And so what I like is that they have a different type of combat. So Strife has not only the dual guns, but he's got dual blades. He's faster, more nimble. Whereas War has got this giant greatsword. And so he's got, you know, these heavier, slower attacks. And so they're a nice combo. You can hot swap between the characters whenever you want. If one of your characters loses enough health, you know, they'll automatically swap you to the other one. There are upgrades that you can buy that will allow you to do like passive health regeneration when you swap characters, um, et cetera, et cetera. You can also have your chaos meter and that allows you to use special super attacks. And essentially, you're just on a mission from the council and the the council is I don't let me see if I can see exactly what they're trying to get you to do. Like I just mentioned it's a prequel to the rest of the franchise. So, I don't want to read the whole thing, but essentially like, you know, you're going to see angels, you're going to see demons, you're going to see the Nephilim. You're going to fight a bunch of you know, bosses of hell, and it's, it's going to be awesome. They
1: need to hunt down the masters, gather information, and ultimately fight their way through the tangled demonic conspiracy that threatens to forever upset the balance and unravel all of creation. Because Lucifer is up to some shit, basically.
0: Yeah, that's 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 it. You 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 did it. <laughs> um So what's cool about this is that they do um kind of make some nods to some of the other Darksiders games, which is a nice touch for fans. But they don't. Make it so that if you've never played a Darksiders that you feel that you're lost. And I like the high fantasy imagery of it all. And I like the idea that there's power-ups and collectibles and you can pick up the map that will show you where everything is. You can go back. I don't quite feel comfortable calling it a Metroidvania, but there are certain aspects and elements of that that are at play here. So you will hit certain points on maps where once you proceed, you can't go back.
1: But there is a little
0: bit of backtracking. Yes,
1: a little bit. A little bit. A A
0: sprinkling. Exactly. Um, I do just like how good it feels. I originally played this on a PC build with an Xbox One controller. I'm now playing on Stadia with the Stadia controller. And I still just don't really like that controller. But that's not the game's fault. Correct. So I was super excited That this game was going to be playable on a console before the end of the year because they had promoted it as a PC first launch. But I was a little disappointed with how Stadia rolled out the launch for this. To no fault of THQ or Airship, like everything that I've read and heard from both PR teams was that you know every those decisions were made by Google. And of course, when I reached out to Google about it, they did not answer me. But essentially, I had a Twitter thread at one point where I was very upset that I saw that Darksiders Genesis was $10 more expensive at $39.99 on Stadia, and it was at $20.99 on Steam. And if you pre-ordered it, you even got a further discount on Steam, I think 15% off. And I was just beyond confused why Google Stadia would not price match with Steam as they have the console-exclusive launch of this game. Because the PS4 and the Xbox One version are coming next year. This is like, why not price match? And a lot of people reached out to me and was like, well, you know, that's going to be the price of PS4 and Xbox One. I go, I don't care. First off, they shouldn't have it priced up when it's out technically, like afterwards, late or whatever. But also, this was Stadia's moment to say, don't buy this on Steam, try us out. If you've been waiting, if you didn't buy a Founders Pack and you want to get in, you want to test the platform, here's legitimately the first new game yep that's coming to the platform that's not a relatively small title now this is i would still call this like a double a i wouldn't call it like a full triple a game i
1: think that yeah but it's not like
0: guilt like guilt to me is like a small indie title after having played it with britney like it's just not really what i think a first adopter of a new platform is looking to play an indie art experience I think people want that, but not as like the sole that's, new yeah, IP. That's part
1: of what, you know, fleshes out the whole meal. It's right. not the main attraction. Exactly.
0: And so when this game launched, I was like, this is the game I think that will get people excited about playing on their stadia. And so that was just like a, like an, almost like an eye roll moment of like, you whiffed it here. Like you guys should have price matched, got more people in. However, that being said, the game has played great. My only gripe so far is that I'm still having some of the input leg issues with the Stadia controller that I had with literally every other game I've played on Stadia. And that's no fault, again, of Dark Siders Genesis. I think that's a platform thing. But in Stadia's defense, I had friend of the show and part of the What's Good Guardians clan, uh, Mason, over at the house the other day when we were um, uh, just kind of shooting the shit and having some wine. I was like, hey, you want to see uh stadia in action with destiny 2 so i booted it up i haven't played any of the season of the dawning yet any of the new holiday content So i was like oh cool let's just see like how quick this boots up because i'm gonna have to download it and it instantly started and so like we were able to see it and play and jump in there right away of course crucible matchmaking still trash uh but better but still trash Um, And so I was like, well, let me show you the graphical difference between what you're seeing on Stadia and on PS4. And like clockwork, I booted up my PS4 Pro, had to install a console update first. Of course. Then I had to install a Destiny patch to Uh get all the content in. Yep. 20 minutes into waiting for this patch to copy over, I was like, I'm giving up. We're done. And that, to me, is really the magic of what Stadia offers people. They're just not there yet. Yes. So, back to Darksiders. If you guys are interested at all in this title, if you've played a Darksiders before, if you like top-down fantasy games, I haven't tried the co-op yet. Britt and I had had meant to try it before she left, and we just didn't get around to it.
1: I mean, I'd play this with
0: you. Oh, awesome. Let's play. Let's play it together. It'll be great. Um, it's. I'm having a ton of fun with this game, and I've always really liked the combat, and I just like how different each of the horsemen feel you can summon your horse at any time and ride your horse around the world, which is cool. Pony! I mean, there are specific, like, levels where you can't summon because it's like a boss fight or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But for the most part, like, you can summon your steed and ride around. You can, you know, kill demons and the combat feels responsive and and great. And the...
1: are the are the horsemen demons? No.
0: So the horsemen are kind of like the great equalizer. They're meant to be like a balancing force. That, um, so, yeah, here, the co- the council has maintained the balance across existence, carrying out their orders, are the horsemen, Nephilim powerful, or excuse me, Nephilim, powerful beings that are spawned from the unnatural union of angels and demons. Oh, so they're a little bit of both? Yeah, who have pledged themselves oh. to the council and have been granted immense power.
1: Did not know that. So
0: they kind of got like one foot in both sides.
1: They're like, we're a little bit good, we're a little bit evil.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> kind of like me. Exactly
1: like you. Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, this game is great. I'm really enjoying my time with it. I'm looking forward to spending more time with it
1: over the break. And I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play. Yeah. i um, I yeah, I've actually wanted to play this game, but I was uh gonna wait, I think, until it came to the other consoles. But yeah, let me see
0: let me see what what the release date is for it on the other consoles. I'm looking that up right now. It looks like Maybe they haven't announced a release date yet for other consoles. Um, February 2020. Oh, yes. That sounds right. I don't know which date in February. It just says February. Hmm. Let's look in the PlayStation Store. Maybe it'll say there. 14th. February 14th, Valentine's Day. And they're offering a discount for
1: PlayStation Plus members. This is perfect because if you have a partner, you can play this game on Valentine's Day. don't you want Uh. to kill demons together is that not the most romantic thing you could think to do on valentine's day i think it is it's pretty romantic i mean yes without you i'd have to play by myself though well will you be my valentine
0: obviously (laughs) i thought you'd never ask sorry john (laughs) it's okay he can be my valentine next year (laughs) um um all right, so that's what I've got. That's what I've been playing. I spent, I dipped my toes in the Need for Speed heat waters. I don't remember if I talked about that the week before last. I was not there. Um, I do not know. I don't, I honestly, I don't remember. Um, but I don't have enough time to, to really chat about it. But out the gate for the first hour, enjoying it. Still getting my uh, legs back under me, my sea legs, so to speak. Because it's been a while since I've played Need for Speed. But so
1: far, um so good. Haven't had any problems. Man, but. I'm the worst at racing games. I just crash into everything, which is fine and stuff like um Forza not Horizon? Horizon. I was like, what's the thing on it that's not the it's not the uh hardcore sim? Those ones I'm fine with because it's kind of fun to like crash and shit. Yeah. And it's amazing. That's why you gotta play dangerous driving. Yes. Those are the kinds of racing games that I can get behind, and that's pretty much it. Anything else? I get too stressed out because I can't drive the car. I drive all the time in real life, very expertly. I've not been in an accident. The only accident that I have ever been in that it was my fault was when I was 16 years old. So, like, cut me some fucking slack. I can drive. Good for you. But not in video games.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's one of those things that just it takes a lot of practice and practice is something that you have to, you know, have time to do. And I don't. It,
1: yeah, it's just, you know. Just don't have just the time. don't have the time. I just, I need every game to have an easy mode because I don't have the time. Don't have the time to sit here and learn your shit, man. Yeah. I'm busy. Don't and I'm also you. tired when I'm not busy. <laughs> it's like the perpetual problem of being alive. It's so <laughs> interesting, though, because like, I really do think back sometimes to when I was just starting out at IGN and how different my lifestyle was. Because I would go home and I would play everything and I would just be like, all I would do is play games and I would never play them on easy. Like I would be not offended, but I'd be like, no, absolutely not. And then I would never be that person who's playing it on the hardest, but I would always, you know, try and challenge myself. And even if, you know, things got irritating, I'd push through and I'm just old and tired. And I'm like, you know what? If it takes me more than a few tries, I'm dropping this down a
0: difficulty level. Listen, baby ass baby mode is 100% A-OK.
1: I really, I'm, I'm drinking that Kool-Aid super hard this year. Good. Welcome. I, I just, <laughs> I can't, man. I did that with Jedi. I immediately was like, I started on normal. I was going through, I was just like, this is not fun on normal for me. It I was hard. I like don't I just, I don't like the the stupid Dark Souls-y mechanic of it, or like, you die, you lose all your stuff, bye, get fucked. And I was like, but I, what? But but wait, but but wait, is this not a Star Wars game? Why are you doing this to me? Please help. Uh, And then they were like, but we don't care. And then, um, yeah, I fell off the map a bunch, but that doesn't do the Dark Souls thing. That's the only thing I'll give them credit for. If you fall off the world, that doesn't, you're fine. It just instantly checkpoints you. But if you die by the hands of another creature, you like lose all of your XP um, and then you have to come back and kill that thing. But I don't want to. Seems like a lot of work. Also, stop dropping me at the beginning of this level. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I have not gone back to that game and that is definitely part of the reason why. I despise the way it's checkpointed. I hate it. To me, that makes it almost unplayable.
0: I understand your frustration. I was able to push through, I think, because I dropped down to story mode right away. And there were certain points of the game that I wanted to feel a challenge, where I felt like story mode felt too easy, and I talked about this after the game launched. And then I was like, well, I feel weird and terrible about saying it feels too easy, because I'm like, that's not really fair either. Right. But it's meant to be story mode, but I was hoping that there would be a little bit more of a balance between jedi knight and story mode and it just wasn't so i just like like fine i'm just gonna blow through this and i was like maybe i'll come back and do a couple of these sections and jack the difficulty up and reset the enemies and give it a go now that i'm more confident in my abilities with the saber combat
1: sure never did yeah no no it's not a no someday someday maybe but possibly i'm gonna try and go back to that during break um, that one, Death Stranding, Outer World. Like I've got, I've got things to do. But if I need to drop any of those, I'm dropping Jedi first. That's just for me. From what I've played of all of them, it's the one I'm the least eager to get back to. Which Listen, something's I mean, that go. doesn't mean it's a bad game. It just means it's not really doing it for me at the current, at the current place I'm at with it.
0: And that's again a okay. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's probably going to wrap up our hands on section. But you may have heard last week that Brittany teased that I was speaking to the team at Don't Nod about Life is Strange 2 since episode 5 is now out. And I did. I had a fantastic time talking with Michelle and Jean Luc uh, from Don't Nod, the co game directors. But we talked about lots of spoilery stuff. So, because of that, we are going to do a separate standalone Life is Strange 2 spoiler cast covering all five episodes once Brittany is back in the country. And I will save our interview and add it into that episode because it just doesn't feel right to put that up now, knowing that we, guys, we didn't warn you that they were going to talk spoilers because like we talk about some like deep cut spoilers, which was awesome. It was really great to hear their insight as to why they made some of the decisions they did in that game. But we wanted to give you guys proper warning, so we're going to hold on to that, and we will be publishing it at a later time. I also have a friend of the show, Gio Corsi, who was the very first special guest in the studio, and we have that, but again, because you can see the studio, can't show it to you yet. So we're going to hang on to that, and you guys will get that in a couple of weeks. But because he was the first guest, little rough on the audio. It's still, it's still listenable, but it's not what the quality that you're used to, because we're still, like I said, getting all the cables sorted, getting the soundproofing store sorted, but we are beyond thrilled to finally be in the new space. And it's going to be awesome. And we have lots of cool things coming in 2020. So for the last episode of the year, we recorded our most anticipated games of 2020, which is going to be airing next week. Then, the week after, we've got our Patreon exclusive streams again on Sunday, December 29th, and then Friday of that week, I believe is January 2nd, the 3rd, January 3rd, oh. will be our annual What's Good Game Awards, which we will be recording in our brand new studio and it will be our first episode in the new studio with all three of us here together.
1: Oh my, God. Oh my God. It's like the
0: good old days, but better. Much better.
1: (laughs) So once
0: again, we thank you guys for all your support and your patience. We hope that you have a fantastic holiday. Uh, Whatever you do, whether you're making that money working, whether you're hanging out with your fam, or whether you're hanging out in your pajamas all by yourself, playing your favorite game, reading your favorite book, or just sleeping. Sleeping is great. Sleeping is the best. We hope that you enjoy the rest of 2019. And we are super excited to hit the ground running and kick some ass, 2020. All right, we love you guys. Bye.